What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. First off, I want to thank you guys. I know a lot of you guys have been sharing the podcast with your friends. We've gotten a lot more listeners, and the support has been greatly, greatly appreciated. I know I usually do this at the end of the show, but again, the easiest way to help this podcast grow is by sharing it with a friend, and you guys have been doing that. It is greatly appreciated. But another news, I know a lot of you guys have been also asking about, you know, things going on. You know, I made comments on the podcast about, you know, things in my personal life been going on and kind of, you know, kind of, you know, messing up my mind space a little bit when it comes to uh, streaming and, and uh, you know, podcasting and all the stuff I enjoy doing. I'm fine. First off, thank you. Uh, I'm good. We're dealing, we're dealing with uh, whatever comes at us and we'll keep dealing with it. Uh, we're, we're, we're all good right now. Uh, second, you know, I've, I've been trying to get back to uploading clips and uploading, uh, content and, uh, you guys can follow me at freshcut.gg. It's, um, the new, <laughs> like I say, the new hover, you know, a lot of people remember I was promoting hover. Hover was a great, great platform. And I talked about this in a podcast before. I know I'm repeating myself, but hover was basically just stopped being, cared for it it's basically in the state that it's in it's going to stay that way they stopped caring for it no updates no nothing and so you know you can find all my clips at freshcut.gg you know i'm at glock 9 g-l-o-c-k-n-9-n-e that's where you can find most of my content i've been trying to upload more to, to instagram and uh both my twitter pages as well so we're, we're getting back to frequent tweets and uploads and, and clips and all that fun stuff and then we have the racing youtube glock 9 racing so you know, we're getting it all back up and running and back to where we were. I have been thinking about recently, I'll share this thought with you guys. I know some people are going to end up DMing me what my decision is. So, you know, I, I've been on, you know, I'm not leaving Twitch. No, 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 no. Don't get the, you know, get that, get that straight. No matter what, uh, Twitch will be my main platform. Uh, but I've been thinking about doing restream again, uh, you know, because there's so many different, platforms out there i've been thinking about doing restreaming again just you know streaming to, to twitch facebook youtube trovo tiktok everything i've been thinking about doing that uh, i'm not sure if i'm going to do it yet i know i talked about it on a stream the other day as people were saying do it some people were saying you know just keep everything on twitch uh, you know because twitch can you know try and screw you and take away your subs and all this other stuff but we haven't made a decision on that i just want to make that clear i've just been thinking about it i don't know what we're going to do yet but um, but you know, think, talking about streaming platforms, I wanted to read this article to you. There's two things I want to talk about today. There's a uh, new guidelines that people are upset about on YouTube, and we'll get to that one. I know uh, one of my, one of my buddies who listens to this show sent me the article, or did send me the article, but made a comment to me about it. I was like, "What?" You know, I found the article and I want to give my thoughts and opinions on it. Um, but the first one I'm going to talk about is. Uh, live stream viewership records, highest peak viewers on Twitch and YouTube all time. This is uh, from Dexerto.com. Great. If you guys want gaming news and all those other, you know, different gaming and streaming news, Dexerto.com is the best place to go. Uh, this article says the world record for most viewed Twitch stream or YouTube, or YouTube live is a coveted achievement and has been held by the highest or the biggest names on the platform over the years. Here's the highest viewership on live streams, both on Twitch and YouTube. January 11th, 2021 was a historic day for Twitch as Spanish streaming sensation David Martinez, I'm not even gonna try and say his uh, full name, shattered the record for the most concurrent viewers as he revealed his very own Fortnite skin. However, on June 25th, 2022, uh, another Spanish streamer, Ibai, shattered that record, drawing in over 3 million viewers to watch his second boxing event. Meanwhile, over on YouTube, Casimiro has set a new record with over 6 million. North American streamers still make up the bulk of, of this list, but non-English speaking streams are growing rapidly on Twitch and YouTube. Except, expect to see more streamers from other origins fight for a place among the most viewed streams ever. So you got you know, the most viewed Twitch streams ever. There's a list of it. I'm going to read them off to you. for you. Know. So you got Ibai at 3.3 million. The Griff. G at 2.4 million, e Ibai again at 1.5 million, Alex Ocas at 1.2 million, E-League TV at 1.08, PlayStation at 1.01, Squeezy at 1.01, 1 
Riot Games at 854,000, Dota 2 at 845, oh, I'm sorry, 845,000. Um, and then the only other, like, other streamer really on here that has the highest, which is crazy because at the time this was an amazing number. And this is one thing that struck me about this article. Ninja is all the way down there at number 16. Um, for 616,000. That's when he played with Drake, like, what was that, four or five years ago? Everyone thought when you saw six over six hundred thousand, that was absolutely insane. Now you're seeing some streamers get three million, one million, nine hundred, nine hundred thousand. You know, um, so the article says, as you can see, Spanish streamer Ibai comfortably holds the record uh, for three point three million views. This was achieved during his La Velada del En. I don't know what how to even say that <laughs> during one of his events. In second place, uh, fellow Spanish. Uh, Spanier, uh, the Gref G, he was revealing his Fortnite skin, at, at attracting viewers around the world as the stream started hitting record numbers. More people joined in to be part of the frenzy. Um, and then you got. So if you look at so right here, uh, this is what I want to read. So just Twitch streamers, not companies like Riot Games, Dota 2 and all that stuff. Ninja's still at number nine. Uh, 616,000. You got Tommy in it at 650,000. Zerator at 707,000. You know, so YouTube though, YouTube peak viewers, Kaza TV at 6.1 million, Kaza TV at 5.2 million, SpaceX at 4 million, Apple at 3.6 million, Law and Crime Network at 3.5 million. You know, but you don't see too many streamers. Like these are like companies, right? SpaceX and Apple. Of course, people are going to watch the space launch at, at, you know, SpaceX, you know, 4 million people around the world watching it. You don't really see too, too many, uh, like actual streamers on there so it says right here spacex previously held the record for the most viewed live stream on either youtube or twitch with a launch of the test flight into space showing the view inside the cockpit on may 27 2020 but this record was beaten not once but twice during the 2022 world cup in qatar brazilian streamer and journalist uh casimiro did watch a uh along the matches um and broke the record during during the brazil and croatia match with 6.1 million viewers when Ninja set the Twitch record for playing Fortnite with Drake and Travis Scott, it immediately elevated the streaming space more widely, paving the way for more records to be set. As live streaming in general grows in popularity, we could see more streamers crack the 1 million viewer mark. We'll keep you updated, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to read that off because the question I get asked a lot is always, where do I think streaming's going? Um, do I think streaming's, streaming's here to stay? All, all, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, you know, you're... Again, you're starting to see streaming is becoming more and more popular. But I liked, I, I gave this reference the other day to somebody. When you look at the UFC, uh, when it started becoming popular, it was after the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. And, you know, rest in peace, Stefan Bonner. Uh, Stefan Bonner just passed away on Christmas. I think it was Christmas Eve uh, last year. But there was a fight between Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner at the Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter season finale. Uh, I think it was on Spike TV at the time. And now I watched, you know, I was already into in MMA and I was already watching uh, the, the season. And they had this fight in the main event. And it was an, it, one of the greatest fights of all time. Absolutely amazing. If you guys have never seen Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner and you guys like MMA or fighting or whatever, make sure you guys go watch it. But the thing was, during this event, Everyone was calling their friends, their brothers, their sisters, whatever, and like, yo, you gotta turn on Spike TV. This fight's absolutely insane. So I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna look this up, but I do know during the the beginning of the fight, they were at a certain number. By the time they were in the second round, that number already doubled or tripled. That fight was so amazing, and that's what really put UFC on the map, where people wanted to see more. And people started watching the next pay-per-view and then started watching the next season of Ultimate Fighter. And, and, and that's what really grew UFC. That's one of the things where that Ninja did. You know, I, I gave this comparison. Like, what they did for their sport, you know, regardless of whether you like Ninja, you don't like Ninja, or whatever. What he did when he when he was he was already kind of popular as Ninja's Hyper, uh, playing other games. He was a Halo player. But when he was playing Fortnite, he became more popular. And then uh, Drake found out about his YouTube channel, whatever. And then he got, he got Drake and Travis Scott to play with them. And during that stream, people were calling their friends or messaging their friends saying, Hey, this dude's playing with Drake and Travis Scott on Fortnite right now. And his stream absolutely blew up. 
and that and then that kind of snowballed the effect of everyone learning about what streaming was um and that's what really turned people into you know got people on to streaming and you know it it, it it started something and that's what it's blown up into today is how many you know think about it i and I, I use this example a lot it's not just gaming people live stream all different types of things if you're into art people stream themselves drawing or painting or whatever or crocheting i've seen crochet streams you see people streaming irl stuff people streaming their workouts in the gym people streaming uh they're boxing uh, training and, you know, the base is whole new thing where it's like if you're sitting at home not having anything to do, you want to go find something on Twitch or or whatever, or connect with people, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, live streams, whatever. You know, it, it's it's a, it's like a new wave of things coming. You know, it, it's not even coming. It's here. And it's just going to keep growing because more people are doing it. You see celebrities streaming uh, off the top of my head. I know Kane Brown, the country singer, streams Call of Duty. You know, you got other baseball players uh, streaming on their off seasons. So, you know, you can actually go in there and spend time with them. I know a lot of MMA fighters that stream and play video, you know, basically play Call of Duty and stream dur during, you know, when, you know, they, when not, they don't have a fight booked or just after training or something, something they want to do. So you're seeing a lot of these people who are famous streaming and people can connect with them and talk to them. It's, it's you know, it's getting pretty big where a lot of people are getting into it. Um, you know, but that's just my opinion on the whole thing. I thought that was a pretty cool article seeing that, you know, how many viewers these people are getting. But again, obviously everybody wants to do it. They see it. They want to do it. Then, they, you know, I know people, uh, you know, I've, I've said this before, um, that got into it during the pandemic, realized how hard it is, quit. And then they basically hate the idea of streaming. So they don't even come view your stream anymore. They, they just are over it. It kind of sucks. You know, they try streaming themselves got you know the mental break that people get like you know myself i'll be honest with you like streaming right now after being away from my computer for multiple months and you know going back live and a lot of the people that were there aren't there right now uh probably found someone else to watch or got their own stuff going on i don't know where they're at my numbers have been completely down and you know i notice it as much as i try not to i do notice it uh, there was a stream the other day that I hit that mental, you know, that mental, you know, issue where I went live. I went live and someone came in immediately within the first five minutes, said, what's up? I said, hey, how you doing? They never responded back. Right. That's fine. You know, they, they showed up, said, what's up? And then they lurked or whatever. They probably had something going on. That's fine. Um, but we were live for an hour and five minutes or something or an hour and 15 minutes before anyone else said anything again. You know, I was, I was sitting there like, how we doing chat, blah, blah, blah. And no one said anything. Right. And I was, I was just in that mindset of, wow, dude, like I've, you know, the, those months I took off and the time I took off, like it really hurt. You know, I've been doing this for like seven or eight years and, you know, to have a stream like that, like back, you know, it feels like we're just starting again. It kind of hit me. Right. I didn't let it, I didn't let it get to me. I, you know, I, 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 it did hit me in the moment, you know, about like 20 minutes later, a couple of people came in and started talking, made me feel better. Right. But I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, man, that felt like a, being a brand new streamer again. And, you know, it, it, you know, with all the success that we've had in streaming with the charity, the charity stuff that we've been doing, um, uh, the mixer days, you know, signing a contract with Facebook, uh, you know, and then. You know, to sit there and be live for like an hour and 15 minutes and no one even says a word or says hi or anything like that kind of hurt and be honest you know anyone anyone would feel the same way now the very next day <clears throat> i was thinking about it before i started streaming i was like man i hope we don't have the same issue again today but we we you know, we you got it. we got to get back on our schedule we got to get back to we got to get back to what we were doing beforehand that made us successful Streaming every day, people know every night that we're gonna be there. Then, you know, and, and get get in people's minds like, hey, it's eight o'clock, it's seven o'clock or something like that. I know Glock's live, so you know, let's check them out, say what's up, or whatever, right? So I I go live first ten minutes, no one says anything, bro. Within like five minutes of me turning my starting soon screen off, bro, we had like ten or fifteen people in there just saying what's up. It was like, dude, that's that's what's up, like that's why i don't quit that's why we keep going everyone came out said what's up yeah i told and i told you know 
some people, I was like, dude, that, I'm so glad that happened because it, it, it got me out of that mindset of, dude, I really messed up, but the community is still there. And, you know, I've always said this, your community doesn't have to be there every single night, you know. You, you know, just because I'm streaming doesn't mean that you're, you're supposed to drop everything that you're doing in your life to come watch me play games and support, right? Um, but it's like, you know, when you get a night like that and then the next night, it just totally makes you forget about the other night. It's 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 it's, it's why I love, I love doing this. I love streaming. Just like the podcast. We have some podcasts that blow up and get like 60 views or 60, I'm sorry, views, 60 listens in like the first 48 hours. Then there's some that for whatever reason they only get like ten. Then all of a sudden, like on a freaking Sunday, everyone basically goes to catch up, and then we we get like fifty in, on a Sunday. And Sundays, Saturdays, and Sundays are the worst for podcasts. People are at home. Most people listen to podcasts while they're on their way to work, while they're at work, on their lunch break, you know, in the car, something like that, right? Saturdays and Sundays, you're at home. You're either playing games with your kids, you're watching TV, watching football, whatever you're doing. You don't usually listen to podcasts on the weekends. I know I don't, but for all of a sudden we get like all these listens on a Sunday. It's like, whoa, okay. You know, that's why analytics aren't, don't tell the whole story. You know, I know we took some time off the podcast and it did, it did hurt us a little bit. Um, but we're still consistently getting like a, you know, we release episodes on Thursdays and they normally get, they normally get like 105 within the first seven days, it's like 105, 110. And then they start falling off because everyone's already heard it, right? Uh, you know, but it, it did for a little bit when we took like two or three weeks off. It did fall down to like forty or fifty for the first couple episodes. And now we're back to normal, you know, because everyone knows Thursday, Thursday mornings, Block Nine Show has a new episode. That's why I try and stick to a schedule of like, hey, every single Thursday there will be a new episode. Sometimes I'll release one surprisingly, and then that's it. If it, if it does good, it does good. If it doesn't, it doesn't listen to it at, yeah, at will that's why again you know i know a lot of people are getting into podcasting podcasting is becoming just as popular as streaming now and then here's the difference and i, I want to explain this because i do both podcast trying to get people from your podcast to your stream it doesn't work that way it's a whole different space it's it, it's a whole different ball game. It's not the same. Like I can sit here right now on every stream and say, "Hey guys, go follow me on Twitch." Twitch.tv/slash Glock Nine is spelled G L zero C K N nine N E. Yes, I did just plug that on purpose. So if you do want to follow me on Twitch, but more than likely, the people that listen to this podcast don't really watch Twitch that much because podcasting is totally different. Same way on Twitch, I will promote my podcast. I have my podcast artwork in my About Me section. I have I, I have a, a command for it. You know, and then I have a timer for it that promotes it. Says, "Hey, follow follow the Glock Nine Show podcast. We have a website, blah blah blah." Uh, but not many people that watch me stream actually listen to this podcast. It's a whole different audience, whole different demographic. It's totally different. But podcasting, you know, there's a, again just like streaming. There's a lot of celebrities starting their own podcasts. Uh, you know, and I think my personal opinion on podcasting, I think Joe Rogan is the one that really started that avalanche of people wanting to get on, you know, a podcast or start a podcast and just vent about stuff that they care about. Like for me, originally for starting this podcast was I wanted to keep it gaming related, right? My first initial uh, podcast idea was I want to talk about streaming and gaming news and, and all this stuff that I read all the time. But then you start realizing there's a lack of content for, for gaming, uh, there, there really is. And I've, I've, you know, I've told many people this who've said, "Oh, I want to start my own podcast, but only about gaming." I know you started out with gaming, and you talk about politics too, and talk about this and that. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason why I talk about politics and all this other stuff because there's not always an hour worth of gaming stuff to talk about. There's not enough esports news to talk about every single week. There's not enough game, you know, dr drama going on in the community every single week for an hour. Like, yeah, sure, I can touch on something that's only going to take 20 minutes, but no one, people don't want 20-minute podcasts. You usually want anywhere between 35, 35 to 55 minutes. That's actually the, the normal uh, listening time for a podcast. Just like, okay, Joe Rogan does three hours. I listen to Joe Rogan every once in a while, be, and I, I don't listen to him every single episode because it is three hours. That's a long freaking time. So I usually listen to Joe Rogan in spurts. If my drive to work is an hour, 
I listen to an hour. On the way home, it's an hour drive home. I listen to an hour. The next morning, I'll finish the episode and listen to the last hour. I don't listen to the whole entire thing. The per, the, and the reason why 35 minutes to 55 minutes is the best is because that's the average U.S. citizen's uh, drive to work. Now, I know some people are probably listening like, oh, well, my drive's only five minutes. That's you. That's, that's, that's you. Uh, but most people have to travel for work. And, you know, they, they don't work just down the street. So 35 to 55 minutes is u- the usual commute time. People don't usually want to dra- drive over an hour. So they're not going to move an hour away from their job. So, you know, but 30, 35 minutes, 55 minutes, you know, 45 minutes, it ain't too bad. So that's the perfect time for a podcast. So I always try and leave it long enough. I try and make sure I have enough content for, you know, I, I, I hate when I finish a podcast and I have nothing else to say and it's only like 42 minutes. I'm like, oh man, I know people, I know some people that listen to the podcast. It takes them over an hour to get to work. They're going to be upset that they only get 42 minutes, but it is what it is. Now, when you're doing gaming news, like I plan on this podcast, it was, uh, it, it was supposed to be just strictly esports, gaming, all you know, streamer drama, and just whatever's going on, with, like with streamers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, we had a lot of stuff in the beginning. We had a lot of content in the beginning. There's a lot of stories I could tell. There's a lot of this and that. Well, after a while, you're relying on something to happen. Nothing happens. So it's like, what do we do? Well, I want to make sure I come out with episodes on Thursday. I started thinking about it. I was like, dude. One of the main reasons I really started a podcast is because I like to vent. I like to talk. Everyone, anyone that knows me can tell you I love to talk to people. I talk to everybody uh, about anything. I don't care. And a lot of people know me that I'm a very, you know, I, I follow politics. And I follow, you know, a lot of different stuff. You know, and I, I can talk about anything. And I started thinking about, my like, dude, this, this, the podcast is called The Glock 9 Show. I can talk about whatever I want. This is my show. This is, this is, this is my my time to vent about what I think. We're not a new, we're not a news podcast. We're an opinion podcast, and it's for entertainment, you know. And I've I've said that before when it comes to um, you know taking certain stances that that go against the norm, against you know like you know like the whole I've I've said it many times about the whole pronoun thing, and you know we've talked about Black Lives Matter, all this other stuff, and it's like I just basically what you know what I do is. If there's a subject that people want to hear, we'll talk about that. Sometimes I don't get suggestions from you guys. You guys don't message me on Discord or you know or Twitter or Instagram, and I have to decide what I want to talk about. And if there's something on my mind. I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about that. And that's exactly what's, exactly how it goes. So, you know, just like for example, I started off talking about streaming. And we moved into streaming and podcasting. I'm just rambling, and this is just you know my way of venting about my thoughts. That's why I love podcasting, you know, it, and a lot of people don't understand that when they think about podcasting, they think it has to be like, like, like you're a news anchor and you get to stick to the script and no, that's not it. You're just talking. So you're seeing a lot of, a lot of celebrities getting into podcasting, uh, because, you know, on the side though, like, you know, you'll see like a lot of comedians doing it. You'll see a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of football players doing it. I think Pat McAfee kind of started that whole thing because Pat McAfee is, has a great podcast on YouTube if you guys haven't seen it before. Uh, I think it's called the Pat McAfee Show. I'm not entirely sure what it's called, but I've seen so many clips from it. It's so good. But you, you got a lot of, you know, you got you know, wrestling podcasts. You, if you only want to hear about wrestling, you know, you got tons of different stuff you can listen to. And the more celebrities get into it, you know, you want to hear the true thoughts of somebody, not someone like me. When I talk about, let's say I talk about football or, or, or major league baseball or something like that. I'm not a major league baseball player. I played baseball for 13 years growing up. I, you know, and you know, yeah, I have my opinion. I know the game and stuff like that, but I don't play in the major leagues. Wouldn't you rather hear it from someone who actually is currently playing in the major leagues or who previously played in there and hear their stories? Of course you would. And that just continues to make podcasting grow. And now you're seeing a huge wave of people. This is what I've seen during the pandemic. A lot of people started streaming and quit. These same people I am now seeing promoting on you know on Twitter and stuff like that, they started a podcast. And so instead of streaming, they went to podcasting. They think that's going to be easier. Actually, I think podcasting is actually getting harder because there's so many different podcasts out there talking about the same exact thing. So you have to really be different. Like for me, I mentioned the analytics in the beginning. You know, when I was talking about this whole subject, 
I got to the point where I upload my episode, I don't really look. I might glance at it for a second, but it is what it is. You know, whoever listens, listens. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. It is what it is. I, I do I do podcasting for my enjoyment. It's completely different. Streaming, I more or less do for other people's enjoyment, for their entertainment, because I can still play that game. I can still play that game and without streaming it and still enjoy myself with my friends or, you know, whatever. I, I, I want other people to, to watch the stream and enjoy themselves and have a few laughs and talk to me. And I talk to them, whatever. But I can easily not do that and just still play the game. Podcasting, I'm just saying my thoughts out loud of all the things that I'm thinking. You know, and it's like, I, yeah, sure, I can sit here and talk to myself. It's a little different, but I'm getting my thoughts out there, recording it, and then having other people listen to it if they want to listen to it. If not, it's still out there. You can listen to it whenever you want. You know, this this is my time to vent. I've actually called, I've actually called, I was on somebody else's podcast. I was a guest on somebody's podcast last year. Uh, I never promoted it, but I, I made a comment that podcasting has become like a therapy to me. When I have a opinion on something, instead of bottling it up and or not having somebody to talk to about it, I make a podcast about it. I just kind of go off on it. So podcasting has become like a therapy to me. So I'm, you know, to vent to, even though no one's here, I know someone's listening. Someone somewhere is listening and, you know, I get my thoughts out there. But so I can stop rambling. I want to talk about this other subject. So let's 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 kind of get off that rabbit, get out of that rabbit hole and go down this one. So YouTube has come out with new guidelines and a lot of creators are very upset about it. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about this. I heard I heard this from a buddy. Shout out, you know who you are. He said he sent it to me first on Discord. And I was like, I was shocked when I heard it. I didn't, you know, I had to look it up for myself. I knew we we're gonna do a podcast on this as soon as he sent it to me. Um so shout out to you. Banana West. Anyways. <laughs> so the, the article is titled YouTube Creators Outraged as New Profanity Guidelines Wreak Havoc. So YouTube has made drastic change to its advertiser-friendly content guidelines specifically relating to the use of profanity, resulting in a wave of demonetization for users on the platform. Over the years, YouTube has adjusted to its content policies to suit the needs of advertisers. Where YouTube was once the wild, wild west of video sharing, users now have to abide by a set of rules to make money from their content. Advertisers choose whether or not to use YouTube based on the type of content allowed on the platform and can refine the videos their ads appear in. As we've seen in infamous adpocalypse of 2017, offensive content can lead to major brands pulling advertising from the platform as a whole. These companies included Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, Johnson & Johnson, Mars, Adidas, and HP. This led to YouTube cracking down on offensive content and enforcing new guidelines to ensure the platform's longevity. However, it has been several years since YouTube as a platform has been at risk of losing advertisers, yet a massive policy change has recently seen content creators lose monetization, leaving the users confused. Now, first off, I will say this is I have a certain opinion on this because me personally, um, I usually have talked about this many times before on streaming. I, I try and keep my content family friendly. Because I never know who's watching. I don't know if a child in the children's hospital is watching. I don't know if my kids are watching. I don't know if my wife's watching <laughs> uh, or showing my stream to the kids. Uh, I don't I don't tell people I play with to watch the language because I'm not going to sit there and tell you how to speak. But you won't hear me saying it usually. Tell you what, I've, I just said this the other day. If you hear me curse on my stream, you know I'm, I'm agitated, I'm pissed off, and I should end my stream. It means I'm not having a good time. If you hear me curse on my stream it means that it's it's a bad time and i should not be streaming um so for me this this, something like this even though it's youtube i don't stream on youtube this doesn't affect me just like um you know i do upload my iRacing videos to youtube um i don't curse in them so it doesn't affect me so you know so i obviously am not worried about it but i can see other people's concerns um so there's a YouTuber named LS Mark on Twitter. He wrote, he wrote, he tweeted at YouTube. He said, Hey YouTube, you want to tell me why the video I spent two months straight working on was demonetized. It says for profanity in the first minute of the video, but I don't believe I swear at all with the worst said being later being F the F word and the SH word. Please fix this. 
Um, it was a six-hour South Park video. Uh, I don't. I yeah, it has nine hundred five thousand views, and then they pulled the monetization of it. That's a lot of money. Um, it says YouTube for vanity policy leaves the platform confused. It says before this policy change, creators operated by the rule that there shouldn't be any harsh profanity like the F word within the first 30 seconds of the video. However, this new policy states that creators can't use profanities for the video's first eight to 15 seconds. But that's not the part of the policy change that that's causing um, most of the havoc. The gaming and monetization section of YouTube's uh, YouTube partner program guidelines states that the videos can maintain monetization if Profanity does not occur throughout the majority of the video, but the advertiser-friendly content guideline states, quote, occasionally use of profanity, such as in music videos, won't necessarily result in the video being unsustainable for advertising. Uh, going on, it says, these guidelines have confused many content creators as they don't offer a concrete reason for their video demonetization. YouTubers are wondering what qualifies as the majority of their video and and are left uneasy by the use of the word necessarily as it leaves the door open for you to remove monetization at their discretion. Um, so real quick before I go on with some of these tweets here, this is what a lot of companies are doing now where it says necessarily uh, it leaves an open door. Like it just said, they're doing that on purpose. So that way they have the right to say no we we decide this goes against the guidelines so we're gonna remove it but yet this other person's video who's getting a lot more views than you and the advertiser hasn't complained we can we can still allow them to have their video it, it's it's so they have control that's exactly what youtube's doing i don't think that's an accident i think it's by design they purpose they purposely are um they're purposely putting that in there so they can remove things at their discretion without having to worry about you, the streamer. So uh, moving on, we have some some tweets here from RT Game Daniel. It says, I am so sorry to have to keep tweeting this, but overnight, six more of my videos have now become limited suddenly, including my best of 2020, no notification from YouTube at all on any of these. This is genuinely awful. Uh, and this widespread fear, uh, this is continue the article, and this widespread fear of demonetization isn't misplaced. Several content creators have reported mass demonetization of their channels with no warning from YouTube. These, in, these include, I'm not going to read the names. Um, um, this guy tweeted something in Chinese. Says, Since when did a, did a word, Chinese lettering, worn on a foreigner's t-shirt become an example of extreme profanity? I don't know what the profanity is. Uh, the article says, YouTube's new policy also applies to the entire content library of each creator. Some creators report that videos from 10 plus years are being demonetized due to extremely prof extreme profanity and even private videos are being flagged by the system. Uh, Scotty Tidwell says, YouTube creators, some of us are losing a lot of money by the recent changes regarding profanity. Yes, YouTube is forcing you to keep it clean for the first eight seconds or you will lose all monetization of your video. I hate how they rolled this out. Um, the article continues, says, as of writing, YouTube has yet to respond to the outrage from creators. It is possible that the platform is seeking advertisers that require a more family-friendly atmosphere and are enacting policies that would allow for, for that. With the increasing popularity of video sponsorships, creators have strayed away from mid-roll ads, resulting in less profit for the platform. But the policy change doesn't seem to be the problem for creators. Instead, they are more upset with the lack of communication from YouTube leading up to the change. Some YouTubers have stated had the platform informed creators beforehand allowed them to make necessary changes to their content, the backlash could have been much, much less severe. Now, my thoughts. I do think it's wrong what YouTube has done. Now, number one, I'm not a huge fan of YouTube, never really have been, not just because of the content, just politics behind YouTube and how they choose what you can and can't say. For example, this article. Um, I do agree when they have the section, like when you upload a video, if it's made for kids or not, uh, the re let me point this out to you guys too. The reason they have that is it for kids? Yes or no? If you check yes on that, uh, it goes to YouTube Kids. I don't know if you guys know that they they have a total separate app called YouTube Kids. That's what my kids use. I let my kids watch YouTube Kids, um, not at free will because there is some stuff on there I don't think is appropriate for them. Uh, it's a little you know more of like preteen stuff. They're they're too young for. Uh, but you can set like age limits on it and all that. 
So now if you have one that says, no, it's not made for kids. Yeah, obviously your rules are different, right? Mind you, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, people cursing every two seconds, you know, cur- you know, quote unquote, cursing like a sailor or whatever uh, in, in a in a video for YouTube. Like, you know, have a better, you know, better grammar, you know, use different words. You know, same thing in a rap song or something like that. You, you cuss every other word. It's like, okay, it's not impressive. You know, but, you know, my thing is when you're going and you're demonetizing now, you have to look at the way YouTube works for creators who you do YouTube as a living, right? You post a video, let's say in in three years, you get a million views on that video. That video is going to remain popular when people search for certain stuff. People, it's, You're still going to make money per click that someone clicks on that video to watch an ad before they watch it years down the road. Now... You're going out there and demonetizing videos from the library that especially probably a lot of their most popular videos, that's hurting a lot of major cash flow for these creators. Now, I, I personally believe that obviously if everyone stopped uploading to YouTube, yeah, YouTube would take a big hit, obviously. The same way if everyone stopped streaming on Twitch, Twitch would take a big hit, obviously. Um, but the power is in, in, in the platform's hands. We have to use the platform they're going to make rules. Where else are you going to go upload your content to and have the same amount of um, the same amount of people watching it as YouTube? They know that. Yeah, you have Rumble. I love Rumble. Rumble's where I watch a lot of my, you know, I watch a lot of um I watch a lot of different stuff on 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 Rumble. Um I I watch more or less like Dan Bongino podcast and I watched a lot of political stuff over there, but people are starting to try and put you, you know, more or less gaming content over there. They have a gaming section now where you can upload your videos to. Uh, I'm, I think you can uh, you can actually stream to Rumble as well, but I'm not a. I don't really upload it to Rumble as much. But either way, they don't have the same audience that YouTube has. So what are you gonna do? You know, you you can't sit there and be oh I'm gonna leave and go over here blah blah blah. It, it don't work that way. That's part of the problem. It's almost like a monopoly of, you know, we know that we can enforce this stuff so we can make more money off of advertisers, you know, knowing that you're not going to make as much, but, you know, you have to change your content because you can't go anywhere else. And, you know, you can't just up and leave and post your content somewhere else and make the same amount of money that you're making on YouTube over here. So the power is in their hands. I think it's absolutely stupid that now here's here's my I've always had this kind of thought. Now, we talked about this on Twitch before when they were doing like hot tub streams and gambling and all this other stuff about having like, you know, having to mark your videos as like 18 plus or mature audiences only or not safe for work or whatever. But then that kind of opens Pandora's box for what you what what is considered, you know, adult content. You know, now I, I my thing is my kids always want to try and watch YouTube and I can't let them because it i can't control what they're gonna see like my son likes to watch mr beast and i'm like yo hey you can watch mr beast mr beast is you know more than appropriate enough in my opinion but the thing is sometimes the suggested videos that come up after his streams it's picked by youtube are not appropriate and i don't want you clicking on the wrong thing so if they're you know like they do have youtube kids that you can pick between like you know three and five years old eight and ten you know, or teenage teenagers or whatever. Um, but then you won't, you know, it's, it's hard to get certain content and, you know, YouTube already has enough videos and just adding all those little, little stuff in there is going to make it even harder to suggest to suggest certain videos. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, where do you go? YouTube's always going to do what's best for them and make more money and screw the creators. That's, that's just how Twitch and YouTube all work very unfortunate but that's how they work um but as for you know all it all it tells me let's say let's say like this i'd be upset that my old youtube videos were getting taken down absolutely you know uh absolutely makes sense you know you should be upset about it it's ridiculous that you're going going back to old videos from years ago and trying to demonetize them when you're still making money on them uh if you wanted to enforce something like this it should be like from from 
this day forward, we're not allowing this, right? That's what it should have been. But instead, you went back. There's been videos from 10 plus years ago being demonetized. Me personally, though, I would, you know, if I was sitting here using a bunch of foul language and stuff like that, and I needed to make sure that I made money because this is how I make a living, I would personally just, if you're already video editing, I, I trust me, I don't know a lot about video editing, but I do know how easy it is to put a bleep button in there. Um, you know, very, very, very easy. You know, so you just add, I would just be adding that to all my videos to where there is no cursing in any of my videos. That way there, is, there would not be a question of a game monetized or demonetized. Because you got to remember, when you upload a video on YouTube, yeah, you want everybody to see it. You want to eventually make money on, on on monetization from it. Like, that's the whole point of YouTube, pretty much. If you're constantly... And now, if you it's one thing to just upload one video just to show your friends or something like that. But, like, like for example, my iRacing YouTube. I really don't care how many views it gets. I more or less upload them because I know a couple people that like watching it. Uh, I know it's not great to stream on Twitch, which is why I'm planning on streaming iRacing strictly on YouTube because uh, there's a better audience over there. Yeah, sure. I hope that people find my iRacing YouTube and they start following it and or they subscribe to it and they start enjoying it and watching it. Uh, I hope it gets views. As for monetization, I don't expect to ever hit monetization guide or uh, the requirements over there on YouTube to get monetization. You know, even though we have have had some videos get up there, we have had some get up there. I will say that. Kind of shocked about that. We had one video blow up for like two thousand views. I'm like, what? <laughs> Um, but you know, as for actually making money, as for actually making money on YouTube, it's extremely hard. It's extre I think it's one of the hardest platforms personally. I think it's one of the hardest platforms to truly make it on when it comes to content creation. So adding that handicap to you about you using certain language is going to make it even harder. So you know, people were asking me like, what, you know, what, what, what would my advice be? Honestly, try your best to make your videos family friendly. Just if you're, if it's, if it's a live stream, it's one thing. If you're uploading VODs, or you're uploading like edited videos, like highlights of your stream and stuff like that. Add a bleep button in there. Don't give them any reason to take your video down. Um, it's unfortunate that they can do whatever they want. You know, it's not unfortunate they can do whatever they want. It's unfortunate to the streamer that they, they have no choice to but to abide by what YouTube does or, or what they say. Because it is their platform. It is their rules. You signed up. When you signed up for YouTube and you decided to do it, you abided by their rules, their guidelines, and they have the right to change them at any time. No matter how stupid the rule is, and I agree the rule is stupid, um, you have to abide by it. And, you know, now it says the first 8 to 15 seconds personally i don't see why you'd be putting a bunch of cursing in the beginning of your video anyways like you're cussing during your introduction it's kind of weird right when the video starts yo what the is up guys how the y'all doing i'm having a great day then you're over here like what the heck youtube what did i do wrong i don't know what i did wrong and the worst part is like i know i'm joking and everything when it comes to that but you know there's certain people that do this there's certain people that like, you know, the rules and then you try and bend them and you know, you try or you break them thinking you're not going to get caught and then you get caught and then you're the victim, you know, but you know, it's, I understand the outrage. Don't get me wrong. I 100% understand the outrage. I agree with everybody. I agree with everybody being upset about it. I think it's pretty dumb. I do think there's other things that they can do about the situation but they're taking the easy road out and just saying, hey, no cussing and we're going to, uh, you know, made it to where you can't make money on your videos. And we're going to take monetizing away for videos from 10 plus years ago. Yeah, great idea, YouTube. That's why I've never really been, you know, when everyone was leaving. Okay. When everyone was leaving Twitch for Mixer in the beginning, before I left. You know, I, I always said the grass ain't greener on the other side. You're not going to be instantly popular. Um, and then I ended up going. We actually, the grass was greener over there until they shut down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
you know, when it comes to you, when everyone started moving to YouTube, when Tim the Tatman went to YouTube, Dr. Disrespect went to YouTube, I immediately was like, YouTube is not the, it's probably the hardest platform to make it on. Not just for old videos, but for live streams as well. Because to this day, I'm literally on YouTube.com right now on the main page. And I don't see a single live stream just scrolling through. I don't see a single live stream on here scrolling through. It's just showing me a bunch of different videos and shorts. I don't see any um, any live streams. Uh, you know, and I got to scroll down to the explore section where you see live. Now I see live videos, but I don't see... I don't see any live gaming streams. I see, see now I, I scroll down quite a bit. I see live now gaming. But it's like you have to specifically look for live streams. Like if I if I go over here, I'm gonna look at Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. I don't see any live streams. It's all old videos or creative videos or shorts. They love shorts. YouTube loves shorts. They're not, you know, live streaming on YouTube is, to me personally, is not the greatest um, thing. They do have in this explore section a gaming section. So it says right here, top live games, right? Uh, top live games. Let's go over to Grand Theft Auto. Now you got live streams on here. But I, all I notice is all, all these videos, like, I, where's the, it doesn't have a total of how many people are streaming. I scroll down there's there's easily 300 people streaming Grand Theft Auto right now but every single video is like three or four viewers and then you got the very first YouTube video as a partner a partner streamer who has 900 people watching him let's go back to gaming we're, we're gonna do an experiment here one of the most popular games right now on Twitch let's look at Twitch which is uh, most popular category right now. What's their most popular category? Well, they changed this up. It's not showing my recommended rather than the top. Escape from Tarkov right now is the most popular game on YouTube or on YouTube on Twitch with 135,000 viewers right now. YouTube, where's Escape from Tarkov? Let me find this. Escape from Tarkov. Okay, I just scrolled down. I don't know how much. I actually had to stop the recording for a second because I couldn't find it. I can't find Escape from Tarkov on YouTube. But I did find Warzone 2.0. You have only 1.7 thousand people watching worldwide, right? Think about this. This is why I made the comment earlier about streaming iRacing on YouTube. Because iRacing is way more popular on YouTube than it is on uh, on Twitch. On Twitch, there's only 300 people watching iRacing right at this moment, right? On YouTube, there's 1.5 thousand people watching it worldwide. That's only 200 people less than Call of Duty Warzone. So, on YouTube, iRacing is almost as popular as, as Call of Duty. Except for when Tim the Tatman and Dr. Disrespect are streaming it. Dead by Daylight only has a thousand people watching it. Fortnite, probably the most popular streaming game in the world still. It's always in the top five, top ten. Only has 3,000 people watching. You know, I'm going to their gaming list. Valorant. Now, Valorant. Uh, Valorant only has 2,000 people watching it. Grand Theft Auto had, I told you, had over 300 channels on there. Over 300 channels on there. And there's 15,000 people watching it across all those channels. YouTube, I'm telling you, YouTube... It, it is my personal opinion. If you're a YouTube streamer, I apologize, but I think YouTube is probably one of the worst places to stream uh, if you're a variety streamer. Now, and also when it comes to their algorithm, we, we talked with Octane, also known as the hobbyist miner, uh, who is very successful at YouTube and knows the algorithm. Um, now, if your channel is only up, let's say you're a Call of Duty streamer and you're only streaming and uploading Call of Duty videos, your algorithm will work better for you. Just like my channel, I made a separate channel for racing because I only upload iRacing videos. 
So that way, when it comes to the algorithm, it knows I post weekly iRacing videos and I've seen the algorithm working in my favor because of doing that. Now on my other YouTube channel that I originally had my Glock 9 one, I had originally was Realm Royale, was all, all Realm Royale. That's all it was. And we were killing it on YouTube. We were getting at least 500 views per video. Some of them were up in the thousands and we were doing really good when we were releasing videos. Well, once Realm Royale basically died, we started trying to switch over to Call of Duty. We had Fall Guy videos. We had Rocket League videos. We had UFC 3 videos. And we couldn't even get 20 views on any of those videos because the algorithm was like, yo, what the F is this guy playing? We don't know who to share his videos to. So that we've talked about this algorithm many times. It's really hard. So now you're adding something on top of that. You're already trying to defeat the algorithm of YouTube. Now you're getting demonetized because of your your words. It's actually pretty crazy, to be honest with you. It's actually pretty wild. Um, it's pretty wild to see uh, people be successful on YouTube. I hope everyone, you know, I, I, I would love to see people be successful, but at the same time, it's like, you understand you're, you're an uphill battle on YouTube. So, uh, that's all I got to say about that guys. That's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate again, you guys sharing the podcast with your friends. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I do want to do a giveaway here pretty soon. So watch out for that. I'm going to make announce a giveaway in the beginning of a podcast i will be giving away a jersey one of my one of my jerseys so be on the lookout for that yeah i I decided we're gonna do this in the next couple episodes so make sure you guys listen to the beginning of the episodes uh for that opportunity and what you gotta do to enter the giveaway so again guys you can follow us on all major podcasts from apple spotify podbean iHeartRadio, and many more Again, share this podcast with a friend. I can't stress that enough. It's the easiest way to help this podcast grow. If you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a true and honest review. I don't even care if it's one stars. Just be honest. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay blessed. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.